I remember in eighth grade, I would always say, man, I can't wait to get to high school next year. And then in high school, I would say, wow, I'm going to be so free in college next year. Anyone else do that? Or am I just weird? But I remember saying that and realizing that there's one big difference from jumping between eighth grade to high school compared to going from high school to college. That one thing is student debt. And for a lot of people, that can mean a lot of it. I was fortunate enough to where my parents helped me pay for college, but I also chose a relatively cheap school while living at home. Shout out to UCF. I think it was only like $6,500 a year, which is really cheap if you compare it to the university in my home state of Connecticut, UConn, where I would have paid around twenty-five dollars to $30,000 every year. Now, I have many friends who still have debt though, ranging from those who have $10,000 to one who has over $100,000. So how did they get there? I thought college was supposed to be this place to be free, not a place where you layer on debt that can delay you from having your dream life. I met my next guest through LinkedIn, and he's a leadership coach for entrepreneurs as his day job, but I was more interested in what he did on the side. He and his wife paid off over $100,000 worth of student loans, and he's always looking for ways to help students eliminate theirs with his personal financial coaching. But for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Justin Wynn. And in part one of this interview series, we cover the basics of what student debt is and how it gets so big so quickly. Make sure you subscribe because we'll be unlocking the cheat code to paying off that student debt with part two later this week. Choose your fighter. Welcome to Declassified College, where I, Justin Wynn, share my cheat codes to college and make sure that you're ready for the real world by the time that you walk across that stage. Make sure you subscribe, not just for you, not just for me, but for the millions of college students around the world to find this podcast. Now, you don't want to let down millions of students, do you? So who am I talking with today? His name is Kieran Lenahan. Welcome to the show. And let's start off by letting everyone know a little bit about what you do. So what I do is work with young leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, both current and aspiring, and really help them overcome a lot of the mindset hurdles, self-doubt that they experience along their journey. So I run my own leadership coaching firm where I do that and, and get to work with people across a wide range of of industries. And then what I also do is some personal finance coaching with recent graduates from college. And that's really kind of a way of me giving back a little bit and helping people navigate the things that I had to navigate uh, and kind of self-teach myself everything that I know about personal finance and how to get out of student loan debt and everything like that. So, you know, my wife and I graduated college, you know, we weren't married at the time, but we both graduated the same year and combined we had over $100,000 in student loans. And so that, yeah. So that actually influenced my decision at the end of my senior year. I was thinking, you know, should I go to grad school or should I go work? My wife had to go to grad school. She's a speech therapist. So you have to have a master's to go into that field. So I said, you know what, let me try to actually get a job and start to pay off these student loans because I didn't really quite comprehend what $100,000 even meant. You know, the most I had ever made before was a few thousand dollars in a summer interning or or lifeguarding. And so a number that big, all it did to me was just scare the crap out of me, to be honest. It was <laughs> like, I didn't, I don't even think I knew how 
big of a number that really was uh, until you know I started working and paying bills and you know actually enter the adult world. So that's kind of the the background, the start of the journey. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like with a lot of students, they have sort of been in a very similar position as yourself, right? Whether they're currently in college or they've just recently graduated, they're probably saddled with anywhere between 20 to a hundred plus thousand dollars um, of debt. And yes, that's a wide range. But I think for any student, it's really hard to comprehend any number more than $20,000 because I mean, just speaking from personal experience, as well as with most of my friends, very similar. The most that we probably made was maybe six to $8,000 in like a summer job or summer internship. Mm -hmm. And that's nowhere near 20, 30, 40, 50 plus thousand dollars, plus all of the financial terms that come with student debt, such as interest, right? So let's dive into sort of what student debt sort of is, because I don't think a lot of people understand. They just see, oh, I have this big number to pay back once I graduate. But from your perspective, what did you learn and what was the sort of the number one thing that you realized about student debt that you wish that a lot of more younger people understood? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, by the time I was actually figuring out what student debt was, like I had already been through four years of college. So what is student debt? Student debt is simply it's a loan that we've been given to actually go get an education and go to school. So, you know, on one hand, it's like, great. Now, you know, I can, I didn't have the money up front to be able to pay, you know, $200,000 to go to this educational institution. So they loaned me the money. Now I'm able to get this education and then I have to pay it back over time. And so I never really thought about it in that way. I didn't realize like, this is actually the price that I'm paying to get the education that I'm getting. And, you know, up until that point, I'm never really thinking about cost benefit here. I'm not thinking about does it actually make sense to invest, like it's an investment in ourselves, this much money in an education when I compare that to, you know, really all of the options that I have, right? Different schools have different costs. You have different opportunities for scholarships or financial aid in different places. And there are different outcomes based on, all right, once you get a degree and graduate from that place, what are the opportunities that you're going to have afterwards to then pay those those student loans off? So I mean, student loans, very basically, it's it's the cost that we that we need to borrow, the cost that we have to pay in order to get that that degree, that piece of paper that says you made it through four years. <laughs> I mean, and it's a huge cost to pay a lot of the times, um, unfortunately. So with that, what would you say are some some of the key terms, just because I have a financial background, I know some of the terms, but for you, what are some terms that students don't necessarily understand when it comes to student debt and sort of the loans that you're given? Yeah. So the biggest one you mentioned it earlier is interest. Like that is, that is the core, I think most important thing for people to really just educate themselves on like, what does that actually mean? Interest is the there's a cost, right? There's a, if you think about paying a, an amount of money for a product that you buy, like that's the cost that you're paying for it. The product that a bank or whoever is giving you the student loan, like they're offering you that money as a product. And so you also have to pay a cost. You have to pay for the use of that product. And so that's really what interest is. It's the cost of doing business with this financial institution. And so I, I think this is really the most key concept for people to grasp because 
we actually have a lot of control over how much this loan actually costs us over the span of time. The longer it takes us to pay it off, the more it's going to cost us because, you know, from the, the bank, from the lender's perspective, that's money that they gave out that they don't have back yet. So they're going to continue to charge interest. And so the for me, like my own personal goal was to pay off the student loans as quickly as possible because I hate the idea of paying people more money than I need to, right? I have I have a certain amount of this situation that is in my control. So let me do what I can to make sure that I'm paying as little as possible for the use of, you know, this product of the money that they gave me to go to college. Definitely. And so what was your interest rate if you don't mind me asking on yeah. your student loans. Dude, let me pull out let me pull up my spreadsheet. I've got like <laughs> I've got like nine interest rates. Uh, oh my god. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So nine interest rates. Yeah. So I had a combination. So uh, you know, I can get into some detail. So I went to Davidson College, uh, liberal arts, like fantastic school, very expensive school. I had a scholarship, a very generous one. Uh, but it did not obviously I, I still graduated with upwards of you know, $75,000 worth of student loans on my own. And so I had a combination of private and federal student loans. Really, the the distinction there is a private, like a bank that is a a private company that somebody started, they lended me money. And then there's also some that the federal government lended me. In general, private student loan interest rates are higher and federal ones tend to be lower, which was the case for me. And so I had a combination. I had, you know, four years, I had a private and a federal student loan for each year. So I had about eight student loans and the interest rates ranged anywhere from the lowest was 3.36%. The highest was actually above 9%. It was like, uh, yeah, 9.5%, which now looking back, understanding what a 9.5% interest rate is, like it blows my mind. (laughs) <laughs> and so, no, I, I will say if anybody out there has an interest rate, a private student loan interest rate that's in the, like that ballpark of eight, nine, 10%, you know, that's generally, that's going to be the first loan that you're going to want to tackle. Man, 9%, that is insane when it, it comes to, to interest of like, just if you don't understand what sort of compounding interest is. And if you're not sort of a business major, I wouldn't necessarily um, think that you would have that. But what I would say is if you don't understand what compounding interest is, please go on YouTube, look up compounding interest and watch two, three, four, five videos on it. So you can get a good grasp because with the whole world of interest, if you don't understand what compounding is, then it'll literally just take over your life. And I've seen friends fall into this trap because they don't understand this concept. And I think that's the number one thing if you're going to learn, whether it's about student loans or whether it's about even like retirement accounts or anything like that, personal finances, you have to understand the power of compound interest and hopefully use it for your advantage and don't let it work against you. Yes. I will, I will echo that. Like, please do that because again, like Justin said, it can work for you or it can work against you with student loans. The higher the interest rate, the more you're going to pay it's working against you. But when you get on more of the, I'll call it to use a sports metaphor, the offense. 
So where you're actually investing and letting your money earn you money, you know, interest rate is also compound interest, very important concept to wrap your head around. Definitely. Um, I mean, if you can, I'm not sure if you can edit your spreadsheet, spreadsheet like really quickly, but it would be interesting to see if you could just play out the 3% and the versus the 9% for the same amount of money over, let's just say 20 years compounded monthly. Um, what would be the difference in terms of what a student would pay? All right. So if we were to compare a $50,000 loan with an interest rate of 3% paid off over the course of 20 years, the monthly payment would be $277 a month. And the total cost of the student loan, so including the interest payments that you're making over the course of that 20 years that you have to pay it back, is $66,552. So there, the difference, like the original loan was for $50,000, you're now paying an extra $16,000 to be paying that off over the course of 20 years. That's with a 3% interest rate. So if we were to do the same loan, but with a 9% interest rate, same period of time, the monthly payment would be $450 a month. And the total lifetime cost of this student loan would be $107,967. So we're talking a huge, huge difference. Same amount for the original loan, but that interest rate is three times higher and you're you're going to be paying a lot more money every single month and then you're going to be paying it off again. It's going to take longer to pay off or you're going to be paying a much larger amount of money over the long run. Man, that's insane. So a 6% difference in the interest rate changed a $16,000 interest payment essentially mm-hmm. into a uh, almost $60,000 yep. interest rate um, payment. So you, if you can get that interest rate down in this instance, 6%, you've saved yourself almost $50,000 and then a monthly payment of almost like $200, $250, right? Each yep. month that you would be saving. Yep. So like I wanted, thank you for for being able to do that so quickly. But I think that's a great example for everyone out there who's listening, because you can really see how big of a difference six percent might can do in your lifetime. I mean, sixty thousand dollars. Imagine what you can do with that. That's a huge down payment on a house. That's a car, many cars. That's so many things in your life that you could be paying versus continuing to pay your education that you got at that point 20 years ago. So understand the con- the the concept of compound interest and we're going to link down sort of a spreadsheet that you guys can play around with with some numbers so that you can sort of get a grasp of how big compounding interest can really play in your life as well. But I guess the next question that I have for you is I remember when I was looking at loans, uh, thankfully I never had to take out any, but there was two sort of loans that I could get um, from the government, and I believe this also applies to private ones as well, of uh, an unsubsidized loan versus a subsidized loan. What's the difference between the two? Yeah, so this is this is very common. A subsidized loan is typically going to be one where you are not going to have to be making payments for this loan. So say you take out a loan freshman year to pay for school. If it's subsidized, you're typically you're not going to have to pay interest and you're not going to have monthly payments while you are still in college. 
So those four years that you're in school, the loan is subsidized to that point uh, that you're not paying it back. Unsubsidized, you're talking about having to make those payments as soon as, essentially as soon as you take that loan out. Um, so in terms of of the difference between those, that's when the interest is going to start accruing. It either starts accruing as soon as you start, as soon as you really take out that loan and you start going to school, or is it going to be after you graduate and actually can get a job and that's when the, the interest rate actually will kick in.